Welcome to the Geek Psychology Podcast. This podcast comes from the Geek Psychology YouTube channel, where we use personality type and geek and gaming culture to help you play life better. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being you. And I hope you enjoy the show. Creativity is extremely important for INFPs. And in this video, I'm going to give you five different tips that you can bring into your life to create a more colorful life and embrace your creativity. What's up, Legend? It's Sherman here from Geek Psychology, where I help INFPs find their spark and live a life of purpose and meaning. Creativity is such an important aspect of INFP life. And for everybody, too, I understand that. And specifically for INFPs, it really heavily ties into our introverted feeling and our extroverted intuition. And those are your dominant and auxiliary cognitive functions. So to get a little bit deeper into the jargon with that introverted feeling I call the resonating soul. This is that part of your psyche, that character within the story of your life that is about living as you, aligned with who you are, your identity, what's important to you. It's about weighing your decisions and your lifestyle in general based off how much something resonates with you, how much you like it, how much you don't like it, what your conscience is telling you about it. And your extroverted intuition is what I call the innovating explorer. And that's that other voice that tells you to get out there and do things, to shake things up, to explore new connections, to be a catalyst in creating change. And for us, creativity is one of the key components for expressing what is going on internally. Finding a specific accurate word is not usually the easiest thing for us to do to explain what is like what this feeling is. I was talking to a client recently and he was asking, how do I express my feelings? And I said that sometimes, you know, it depends on who you're talking to, but sometimes it doesn't matter. Like it's your feeling. You don't need to express it. Okay. But also we don't necessarily have a clean word for what is going on internally. So we need to go into our intuition and find ways of expressing that through story, through creativity, through metaphors, through music, art, something that has less of a logical feel to it, but more intuitive. And if we can't do that, then it becomes really hard to express what is going on. So I was telling the client anyway, that sometimes you can just ask yourself, like, I'm feeling this thing. What is it like? And I think in the example, we were, I was talking about sadness. And it was like this heavy cannonball that was melting. And that's what it was in me. It was a heavy weight inside. That's my side. That's my thing. That's not necessarily yours. But that is how I can express a metaphorical or analogical connection to what is going on internally. So when we are talking about creativity, getting more connected to that aspect of yourself and allowing that to happen more often is going to give you more of an ability to express yourself. And through doing that, you're going to learn more about yourself because it's a feedback loop. Unless you're just writing in a journal by yourself, that's one way of doing it. But actually creating art or things and putting it out into the world and getting feedback and adjusting, that is the higher leverageable way to move forward in your life. 
And how do you express your creativity in everyday life? I'm curious what you do, what kind of things you're pursuing, what kind of ideas you're putting out there in the world, and how it really affects you as a person. Let me know down below in the comments. Let everybody know so that they can take some of your insights and wrap them into their lives as well. So here are the five different things that I want to tell you that I feel are extremely important when you are considering expressing yourself and creativity and how to wrap that into your life. First, embrace constraints. You might have heard this before. Limiting yourself in some way, saying, I'm going to play within this sandbox. I'm only going to use the colors red and blue. I'm going to just use this size of paper. I'm just going to use these materials. I'm going to give myself one hour. Whatever the constraint is, that works within our personality type because, well, we're perceivers and we can turn on this magical energy to just get things done when necessary in terms of time. Okay, I got to get it done in the next 10 minutes. I'm just going to do it and we get this big boost, burst of energy. But in terms of the actual restraints of the things that you're using, we can imagine so many different possibilities. And when we have so many different options, we can go into this analysis paralysis of what is the right one? What's the best one that I can do here? And that is not what we need to do. We need to actually take more action to get more feedback. So limit yourself in some way so that you can produce something. And then once you do that, then you can start to add more onto it if that's what you really want to do. But create some constraints. And I know probably the word limit yourself, the words limit yourself, don't feel good. And yet it's an extremely helpful and beneficial way of creating more and living into your creativity. Number two, seek discomfort. Discomfort creates change if you use it intentionally. If you just feel bad for yourself, then it's not going to help, of course. But if you get really uncomfortable with the situation, then you will find a way to become successful. Once you hit that threshold of this is horrible, I don't know what to do, I don't like it, everything's bad, okay, I guess I need to do something. I need to change something. That is when we can become the most creative because there's a core need at that point. And until we get to that core need, until it becomes, I have to do this thing or everything's going to be awful, then it's easy to just turn on Netflix or doom scroll or just distract ourselves in some way. So putting yourself into places that are going to be a bit uncomfortable, like where you're the least successful person in the room, as Tim Ferriss talked about, and that you have to live up to some new challenge or become accountable for something. Say, in two weeks, I'm going to release this art piece. <laughs> you got to do it. Once you sign up for it, once other people know about it, it becomes a lot more difficult to back out of it. So make that discomfort an important part and piece for you creating and signing up for doing the actual thing. Number three, collaborate with opposites. For me, I get a lot of ideas when I see two different opposing things because I can see the difference in the middle. I can see the gap. And so it helps me understand more of what I want to do. It helps me get new ideas by taking one thing from one domain, one thing from another domain and mashing them together as extroverted intuition loves to do. Then you start to get new ideas. And that creativity can spark all sorts of innovation and change. 
And these opposites could come from people, my roommates, ESTJ and ENFP. There were a lot of opposites there. There were a lot of similarities too, but how we operated created a lot of tension, but that also led to so many fun, amazing times and creative pursuits as well. So surround yourself with people or things or studies that are different from what you always pursue. That's going to give you that fodder to help you be more creative because you're going to have new inputs. If you have new inputs, then the output is going to change as well. It has to. That's potential life advice right there. So you might want to think about that one. Tied into that number four, break routines. If you always do something some way, then shake it up. If you always go to the same way to work, go a different path. If you always eat the same food, eat something else. Train your mind and your body to be okay with doing things in different ways. I know your introverted sensing, stabilizing guardian is going to put up his shield or her shield about that. Fight it a bit. That's okay. Train that part of yourself that feels uncomfortable, that once routine that is not serving you to be okay with shaking things up with the intention of learning more about who you are, what you want, how to be more creative, whatever the end game goal is, your purpose is. And last number five, welcome failure. You probably knew that I was going to say this if you've been a part of this channel for a while. Failing forward, complicated successes are some of the most amazing things that you can have in your life. And yes, they suck. You don't want to fail. I understand that. But if you can train yourself that failing is a sign that I'm taking action that is actually important, stretching me outside of my comfort zone and going to give me new feedback as part of the journey, then it's not seen as a bad thing anymore. It's seen as a necessary step towards success. And with creative pursuits, if you never release your story, your book, because you want it to be perfect, then you'll never release it. And what if when you finally get it back, it's not as good as you had hoped, or the feedback isn't great, or whatever your intention is, again, you would definitely be better off getting faster failure feedback, getting faster signs that you're going in the right direction or not the right direction whether that's based off the other people's feedback or your own. If you want to get better at art, you have to draw more. That's what an artist does. They draw or whatever medium it is. Nobody got better through never failing. Of course, you want to improve. So embrace the fact that failing, that's a necessary step. That's how you learn the most. That's how you actually speed things up is by failing more. And it's not a sign of who you are as a person. It's not about your identity. It's just actions. This thing led to this. Okay, so I'm going to do something different. I'm going to take a different step. I'm going to use different materials. I'm going to be in a different emotional state as I do this thing. That's all it is. And you get feedback, which helps you adjust your creativity, change how you produce things, changes how you create things, create creativity. You got to actually produce something in some way and get it outside of yourself so that it is created. So again, the five things that you can do. One, embrace constraints. Two, seek discomfort. Three, collaborate with opposites. 
four, break routine, and five, welcome failure. When you bring all of those into your creative routines and your creative pursuits, you're going to be able to live a life that is, again, more colorful, more exciting, that's going to teach you more about yourself, that's going to teach you how to get outside of your comfort zone, and how to actually make an impact on the world that feels aligned with who you are. I guarantee that the more you create, the more you put yourself out there, the more you learned that you can acclimate and cope with whatever happens, the more you learn that you are strong and resilient, the better life you're going to create for yourself. And in turn, you're probably going to make a big impact on the world. And that's what I want to see. And if you want to know more about how to make a big impact on the world and how to understand yourself, go to inowfeelpositive.com. You can sign up for the five-day free INFP Soul Journey email course. Get to learn about your cognitive functions, who you are, how they interact with each other, and how that's tied into things that you can do in your life to activate more of those regularly so that you can live more whole and aligned and on purpose. Hope to see you there. Good luck, have fun. Peace. Thanks for listening, and I hope you got something out of it. I know that by listening to this podcast, it means that you're ready to take your life to the next level, and I'm so excited to help you do it. Whether you're struggling with anxiety, lack of motivation, or you're just looking for your spark and purpose, I have many courses and a one-on-one coaching service available to you to help you get out of your own way and be happy. So head on over to geekpsychology.com to get started. See you there.